Welcome back to the Sletchapreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and now 1% OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So, my dear sludgepreneurs and my boss bitches in training, grab your notebooks, put on your crown, and if you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. All right, guys, in today's episode, we will be talking to intimacy expert Susan Bratton. As the co-founder of both Personal Life Media and The 20, she's an authority in bedroom techniques and communication skills. You may have seen her in The New York Times, CNBC, even The Today Show. So Susan is an advocate for all who desire to unlock their pleasure potential in their lives and enhancing their vitality in the bedroom. So let's welcome Welcome this sexy sexpert and slutchpreneur to the show, Miss Susan Bratton. Hey, Anna D. I am super psyched to be here. I've been looking forward to talking to you so much. You are a woman after my own heart, a fellow slutchpreneur, and uh, I can't wait to share some of my insights into making money in the sexuality space with you. And I need some help from you. So I'm here to tell you where what I'm forging into where I think you can help me as well. I love that. The feeling is mutual. It, I mean, we were just talking about being advocates for each other in the space and how yeah. much sex has changed and how the internet has changed sex as well. But I'm genuinely curious, what was there like a pivotal moment in your life that struck you into like sexual wellness and education? Or was it something like, I feel like I just fell into this stuff because I was just a natural at it. But was there a moment or was it a, a series of events that got you here? Yeah, I made a conscious decision to move into sexuality when I was married to my husband for over a decade and we realized that our sex life was not good and he was super disappointed in it. I was super disappointed in it. And we were like, well, shoot, we could we could get divorced like all our friends. And we knew it wasn't money problems with any of our friends either because we, we all had jobs, great jobs. But uh, we just like, I had fucked my husband for 11 years straight and I'd never come. I'd never had an orgasm. I could have an orgasm with my vibrator, but I never had an orgasm from having sex with my husband, having intercourse with my husband. And uh, I just didn't want to fucking do it anymore. And he would beg and he would cajole and he would, you know, and I had like every trick in the book to get out of it. And it just was ruining our relationship. It became platonic. And then he got angry and he kind of emotionally checked out and, you know, it was like, what are we doing? And so we got really honest with each other. At the time, Brad Blanton had come out with his Radical Honesty book and we read it and we're like, all right, let's fucking give it a shot. And uh, (laughs) so I just started saying to him things like, when you enter me, it depletes my turn on. Oh my God, that breaks my heart. (laughs) I know, but it broke my heart too. I was, was what was real for me. And he was like, that's so so horrible because I love to come inside your pussy. Hello, Radical Honesty. Like what? So radical. (laughs) And so I, number one, I dealt with sexual abuse that made me dissociate during sex. So we worked with a therapist and he supported me through that. 
Number two, we started doing a lot of personal growth. We start, we entered into this radical honesty time where we just told yeah. each other the fucking truth. He's like, I can handle it. Tell me. And I was like, thank you. And I'll tell you something, that masculine feminine polarity, I'm a super strong woman. I'm a CEO of two companies. I'm a badass bitch. And I always have been. And so for him to be the kind of man who was like, just tell me everything I can handle it. It's worse if I don't know. Just fucking tell me. And I would start to like say these things and I would feel so bad about it. But he would like be like, ow, that, that's crushing, but I get it. And so just his level of masculine strength to take whatever and handle whatever needed to be said was actually a super turn on. Yeah. And then when we kind of uncovered the issue, like, okay, so basically you just want to come when you get fucked. Like that was, <laughs> let's go see if we can fix that. And one of the things that we did, in addition to a lot of personal growth workshops, uh, you know, we did like, we walked on fire with Tony Robbins and all kinds of stuff. Um, we went to a lot of sex workshops and they were very edgy for me. I'd literally never even gotten a mirror out and looked at my pussy at that point. Like I I'd already had a kid and I never even looked at my vagina. So I was super disconnected from all of that. Although I wanted great sex, you know, and we started going to these sex workshops. They were very, very difficult for me to get naked. Now I look back and I'm like, God, at 42, I had the most gorgeous tits, the fantastic body. It was just so incredible. And I can't believe I had body image issues. And then I come to find out we all do. It's totally normal. It's estrogen. We got to fight against it and understand it's like for some reason estrogen because it's protecting us. It's very much an, a judgy kind of a hormone. Mm. Guys don't have that. That's why they always think they're better than they are. And we think we're worse than we are. It's so fucking unfair. And Science. so I learned <laughs> so much about all that stuff. And I started to love my vulva. I started to have orgasms. I, I did what I call crossing the gasm chasm, closing the orgasm gap, having orgasms from intercourse, learning how to stay present, feel my pussy, love my pussy. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, we just need to put all this on the internet, daddy. Because um, my husband's the inventor of Rhapsody, the first online music service. And the company that I was with when the internet was was started back in the old days, Anna D. Uh <laughs> I was on MySpace. I'll put that out there. I was there, I swear. <laughs> Good. Um, digital natives all the way. So um, we we said, well, uh, my company invented the cable modem. So we knew video was coming big time to the internet. And we were like, let's, you know, we just spent 30, we just dropped 30 grand on therapy, sex workshops, personal development and a shit ton of sex yeah, books on Amazon. like an investment to me. <laughs> it was an investment because we realized that sex is actually super fun and easy to have once you know what the fuck to do. In our country, we don't learn it. We don't learn it from our parents. It's not their job. We don't, you know, so we got to learn it ourselves. It's part of our personal growth. And so we said, let's bring these workshop experiences online for people all over the world for a lot less money than 30 grand, like $97, and um, help the sexual seekers who are like, we know there's a solution to this. How do we have hot sex? And that's when we started Personal Life Media. That was 17 years ago. That's incredible. And so oh, interesting. So incredible. We, we did that. We started our company. We had this incredible renaissance in our sex life. And then we were like, hey, we should fuck some other people. This is going to be really fun. Oh and my so God. we you know, propositioned <laughs> our friends and they're like, no, what are you fucking perfect? 
extrovert? You know, and we're like, okay, well, that didn't work. And then some dear friend was like, let me have some, let me take some mercy on you. There's this stuff, there's these people in this thing called a conscious community, and they yeah. like to fuck each other super safely. And I'd like to invite you in. And we were like, thank God, there's other people out there well, like that's us. It's so who- crazy because nowadays it's like the cool thing to be like polyamorous and to do three ways and stuff. So I couldn't imagine how fucking secretive you'd have to be. You'd have to be like, do carrier pigeon letters to who you want to fuck next. <laughs> I know it's so funny. And now this year I'm celebrating 30 years married to Sir Tim and we've been open for longer than we've been closed in our relationship. Holy and we have navigated like every fucking thing. It's, I mean, last year was one of the most difficult years of our open relationship. It just about fucking killed us both. And also it took us eight years to turn a profit. We spent all our money trying to make our business go profitable. There's this term in statistics that's a really great word. It's asymptotic. And asymptotic means that line on a graph that never quite gets to where it's going. <laughs> like you're so fucking close. You're so yes. fucking close. So fu- and you spend all your money. Pretty soon we had to sell our Silicon Valley house and take a hard money loan just to keep going. We had to default back to a rental house after we built our whole careers and we were in our 40s we lost everything trying to do our business that's how committed we were to wanting to be in the business of publishing passionate lovemaking techniques online for people all over the world to learn how to pleasure themselves and their partners and so eight years into it we finally after we were sitting in our rental house just busting fucking ass 24 seven to make the business go, we finally started cresting into some profitability. And then we've done well since then. But it was not easy. And we had everything on the line. And we almost lost it all. Thank you for saying that. I know there's a lot of people listening. But like on a personal level, that was my life last year. And I think what kept me going was knowing that I I need to help people. I need people to hear what this show has to offer and other avenues of business because what's the point of all this if like other people can't find financial freedom and you know find their pleasure cuz I, I think you made a point at the beginning of the relationship, like you knew your body craved that and you couldn't even really understand why. And it's, it, that's just so important. It's, it's like life importancy, like on the tier scale of everything at the end of the day, like your orgasm is so fucking important. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I had fantastic sex with Sir Tim last night. This is, this is my current this is my current like go-to jam as far as sex dates with, I, I currently have. Um, Sir Tim, is that husband or play Tim? Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a prince among men. So we call him Sir Tim. He really is an incredible man. And um, I currently have um, four partners and um, they all talk. They all know each other. We're all on WhatsApp together. It's like super nice and fun and I really enjoy it. <sighs> I am so jealous. I'm so jealous. I mean, it takes a long. It takes a fucking long time to set that shit up. Yeah, it's true that. Okay, maybe not so jealous. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, more work. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not work at all. It's joy. It's total joy. I am super loved, and um, 
I wanted to say what I've really been enjoying lately, because one of the things that I like to do is I like to kind of encourage women to have what they need in their sexuality. And we all need different things, but here's what I need right now. And then the other thing I want to talk to you about in our time, because our time is precious, is I want to tell you all the ways I make money, mm-hmm. because I think that might be helpful for your listeners. Is that Does that sound good? Absolutely. I, I, I agree. I think being a slut, we're all pretty, like this group over here is very comfortable and confident, but I'm I'm more concerned of like, how can these women create long-term wealth with what they have right now at their fingertips, their free resources? Yeah, good. Okay, great. So I'll just tell you how the dynamics of my business strategy. I'd you know? love to know. Yeah, because I have always been an earner. I've always been a rainmaker. I like deal doing. I'm the one who brings in the cash. My husband manages it all. I don't like to manage it. And so it's a perfect union for me because I'm not a numbers person. I'm a cash person. And so I like to do deals that are win-wins where everybody's happy. That's really my MO and I'm super good at it. But I do want to tell you about what I've been doing sexually lately because I also think that's kind of fun if you want to hear about it. Yes, especially like after being married for over a decade and you said four partners. (laughs) And I'll enjoy and all of that. It seem, to me, it seems like I need a spreadsheet. <laughs> like with my OnlyFans subscribers, I'm like, okay, this user likes this. He doesn't like this. <laughs> right, right. You have, I want to definitely talk. That's where I need some help is OnlyFans. So I want your advice Ooh. about that. I've got some questions. Um, so last, yesterday afternoon, I like afternoon sex now. So I'm going to say I'm 61. So I've been doing this for almost 20 years and started in my 40s. And um, ni- really 19 years since I s- began the process of starting my businesses. My business is incorporated 17 years ago, my first business. My second business, we started in 2019. And then I got long haul motherfucking COVID. Yeah. And I want to tell you the lessons I learned about that too, if we have time. So, Absolutely. Um, because it's time. pretty hard to be a badass, sexy boss, CEO, at, if you uh, can't get out of bed. <laughs> Things I learned. So... Lately, I I recently screwed up my knees. Um, I'm very athletic. I work out every day and um, in some way or another. And I fucked up my knee skiing. And so I just had some regenerative surgery called exosome therapy injected, drilled into the bones of my knees, because that's where your your ligaments come out of your knees, your bones grow your ligaments. And so they, and they drilled into my knee bones, uh, to my leg bones and shot these exosomes in, which are kind of halfway between PRP and stem cells. They're these signaling molecules that call your own body to release stem cells to come repair. So at 61, my body's only going to repair so well, but I'm like chronologically 61, biologically 43. And so I've got some pretty good stem cells. So it's repairing it, but my knees were hurting. So I like to start with chittery chat. I like to lie in bed and I like to get whatever hurts rubbed and I like to just drop in with my lover and just kind of connect because I'm very much about the heart connection. That's what I teach, passionate lovemaking. A lot of what I do is the plumbing between a guy's dick and his heart. Like he does not have that plumbed well. I mean, that's one of the places I start with men. And um, I don't see anyone one-on-one. I'm not a therapist. I publish passionate lovemaking techniques. I write sex techniques and bedroom communication skills and sexual health and wellness. And um, 
so we, he rubbed pain cream in, I love THC pain cream. It really works. Mm-hmm. If you have any pain, topical THC is so good. And then I love a pussy rub. So like an expanded orgasm data, yoni massage, a pussy rub, whatever you want to call it. I butterfly my legs. He sits up and he just massages my vulva all over mom's belly, groin, outer labia, inner labia, clitoral shaft, clitoral tip, G-spot, entrance to my vagina, perineal sponge, everything. (laughs) Just like works that shit up until I have, you know, a really good clitoral erection, until I'm turned on. Ooh, a little lady boner. (laughs) And I don't do anything till my body is like, let's go, girl. I'm ready now. I really tune into my body. I never rush sex. I hate quickies. I think they're a bad idea. I think they're the, 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 the road to ruin in your sex life. Except if you're just like super young and super hot with some brand new person and you're super lubricated or whatever, it's just not good for people in long-term relationships. So um, then um, I gave him a really, really great blowjob and he's been using his penis pump and his stretcher and he already had a big dick. Like one of the reasons I married my husband was he had a big dick. I'm a size queen because I've got a giant pussy. I need it. And I'm a big girl. I'm six feet tall. So I love you so much. Like, own that shit. Own it. All that. I got giant boobs. I got everything is big on me. I'm the Glamazon. So the Glamazon likes some man ham. And um, as I have aged more and more, I have really liked deep penetrative sex as well. And so I have a lot of orgasms from giving blowjobs. And he was so funny. He goes, I bet you can't get the whole thing in your mouth. And uh, of course, I'm like, a woman who loves a challenge. I just started like laughing, you know, and then slid my mouth all the way in my throat all the way down on that giant fucking cock of his. So he's so funny. We were laughing and laughing. And then my knees are all fucked up. But I'm like, I really want to ride your cock. And he's like, you can't do it if you're going to hurt yourself. This is what this is how old horning people have sex. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) And so I get on top of him and I'm like, I think I can do it, daddy. And so So then I just have a blast and I'm like, he's all the way up behind my cervix. And later he said, I really felt like my, the tip of my dick went right up past your cervix and into this like warm cave. And you were like, squeezing it. And I was like, that's what I was doing. And he was like, I took him to the edge and back to the edge and back came all over him. My pussy was just sopping wet. It was super hot. He was playing with my boobs. He was telling, he was moaning and, you know, just like incredible. And then we, what do we have to do? We had to do something. Oh, we had an alarm set. So we set an alarm. Like he had, oh, we had an interview. He had to interview one of our possible new employee and and so uh the you know the the ding 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 goes off and we shut it off and then I make him come and we go on our merry way and have a great time and he does his interview and I cook make him dinner and you know all that kind of stuff but it was so, such a nice date everything about that date was so easy and fun and completely orgasmic. And I mean, I've spent the last 20 years getting myself from the girl who couldn't come to this lusty bitch. And I fucking love her. And I I love love her too. I love her too. (laughs) Well, there's a few things that I feel like in that time uh, that you've mentioned really have gotten you here. One of those being the platinum rule. So what is that? Yeah. Well, the golden rule is do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And I think that's super nice. Of course, you want to be moral and kind and honest and sweet and 
care for people and all those things. But the platinum rule in relationship is that concept of treat your partner the way they want to be treated, not the way you want to be treated. So they, as a mass, as the masculine testosterone dominant horn dogs, we're most of us are with at least part of the time. Um, they have very different things that they want than the female body. Like me, I want the chittery chat. I need the pain cream. I need the the massage. I need need all the little things, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And so understanding what it is that he wants out of his relationship came from one of the things we went through 20 years ago when we did our relationship values and understood that we really want different things. And I wrote a book, one of my most popular books. It's at myrelationshipmagic.com. You can buy Relationship Magic on Amazon, but you can download it for 10 bucks off myrelationshipmagic.com as a PDF, which is all you need because honestly, it's a workbook and you're going to print it out anyway because you're going to fill in the little things. It helps you understand your values and what you want most. And I had to have some front end um, offers, digital offers that weren't sexual, that were more relationship because I did a lot of television segments. Mm. Um, Before COVID, I did like 20 or 30 TV segments all over, all over the world. I was on the Today Show in in, um, Australia as well, you know, so I I had to have relationshipy things as my front end to get more people into my funnels, into my world. Um, That's my biggest issue always is traffic, getting traffic because I'm kind of like the antidote to porn. You know, I'm like the heart connected, passionate lovemaking. I'm not the kink, the BDSM. My market is very much heteronormative, cisgender, monogamous people who just want to have hot fucking sex. They want to get fucked up. Kissed, adored, etc. They don't. They're not necessarily the like. It's not tantra. That's too woo woo. It's not BDSM. That's too like ooh. It's not kink because they're not doing kinky shit. Maybe a little bit. They're just exploring it, but they're really still finding their way to just having hot sex. Well, that's a huge problem with uh, wellness coaches, educators, is they're getting bundled in with kink and BDSM and all the guidelines. They just put us all together like we're all like prostitutes in their category. So it's it's very frustrating, especially on the business side. You're getting censored. You can't run ads. And when you're going on TV, you're having to ask what words you can and can't say. It's just like, come on, this is normal shit. Come on. It's yeah, We're not there yet. And publishers don't want us on their platforms with the exception of OnlyFans, which is why I've just recently moved to OnlyFans and I have some questions for you about it. Yes. Well, I'm curious, are you educating on OnlyFans or are you putting that pussy out there on OnlyFans? Both. But it's it's really the intersection because, uh, first of all, I have got a beautiful pussy. I mean, it is so well taken care of. It's had a lot of work done to it, if you will, not surgical. What I've done is like, oh, shots, Femi Wave. I'm a spokesperson for Femi Wave and Gaines Wave. I am a paid spokesperson. I literally went to their company four or five years ago now. And I said, man, I think what you guys are doing is what guys need. And I would love to be a spokesperson for you. I would love to bring my credibility to your brand and help guys feel comfortable because we're talking about their dicks. So we need to be make, make sure they feel really comfortable with your procedure, your treatment, your therapy. And um, I, I, I've had a fantastic relationship with them and with another. I went to three companies. One day I was like, Timmy, we're going on a road 
trip. I want to go call on these companies and tell them I want to be their spokesperson because I love what they're doing. And it's mm-hmm. really weird because I was thinking about this this morning. Um, I went to three companies. I went to the guy that invented the P-Shot, No-Shot, the PRP. I mm-hmm. went to the Dr. Joel Kaplan company for vacuum erection devices, penis pumps for reversing atrophy and for penis enlargement, which a lot of guys want to do. And I went to Gaines Wave even before they launched the FemiWave version for women. Mm. And Gaines Wave said, yeah, we would love for you to be our spokesperson. What does it look like? Kaplan said, yeah, we would love to be you to be our spokesperson. What does that look like? And I'm like, I don't really know, but let's figure it out together. You're going to need me for a lot of things. I'm just going to be out there talking about you because I am a believer. I have seen what these things, these tools and mm-hmm. these, these therapies do to help people keep their genitals in good working order. And part of what I do is sexual health and wellness, sexual biohacking and sexual regenerative therapies, education because because I'm 61, I've got, you know, people who are 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 who are in my world. And I want to expand expand their sex span, not just their health span. I want them to have great sex till the day they die. I want them to die in an orgasmic bliss. Goals. Right? (laughs) So so they two of the three said yes. And it's funny because the one that didn't, the one that was like, I don't need to pay for marketing. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, I won't be talking about your shit ever. Um, but it was interesting that I did talk about them and I did talk about it because people wanted to know about it. And I did do many PRP shots. And now I've kind of fallen out of favor with them because I feel like PRP was a 1.0 version of the concept. And now I think exosomes and maybe in the future stem cells will be much better therapeutic treatments for reversing tissue atrophy. So I've continued to feel like Gainswave and FemiWave are the very best thing there is out there for a dude using Gainswave and a penis pump, FemiWave and a lady pump, mm-hmm. and also another product that I love that I also get affiliate commission for, which is called the VFit, which is a, a vagina device. It's at vaginadevice.com. It has red light therapy, Kegel toning, and warmth for recollagenation. And when you're starting to feel like incontinence, loss of lubrication, vaginal laxity, this is a great at-home treatment that works fantastically with That's the beautiful. Yeah. And so what I did was they built me a custom page and they gave me a special like kit that you can get from my page that you can't get if you just go to their website. And then I made a URL redirect. So, you know, my page is probably like joylux.com slash vfit package Susan Bratner, mm-hmm. you know, so like I can't say that on podcasts and I do a lot of podcasts. So I made a URL vaginadevice.com and that redirects to my page. So when I go on, I just say vagina device, vagina device, vagina device, vagina device. And then everybody goes there and I make a little fucking commission because I'm talking about this stuff. And so... Those are the kinds of things that that I've added on to my basic business. When I like a product, when I get behind a brand, I want to tell everybody about it and I deserve to be compensated for doing so. Thank you Um, for saying that. Thank you. People give me grief that my book costs money and I'm like, it's just... ah." My time is not free. My publisher's time is not free. The graphic designer's time is not free. The shipping's not fucking free. I'm sorry. And as far as redirects go, that's just smart. I recently bought proskank.com, dildodealer.com. And if you have an OnlyFans, like you can buy a .com and just redirect it. You know, I use GoDaddy 
customer service will help you figure that out. I don't use Linktree on Instagram. I use they don't like that. moresusan.com and that's a page that has links to yeah. She's smart. I did write down a little bit about Gaines Wave and Femi Wave uh, just for the audience to get a better idea. But most ED and vaginal rejuvenation treatments are invasive and painful or hinge upon pricey pharmaceutical solutions, and they don't address the root cause of the condition. So Gaines Wave, on the other hand, is all natural, completely non-invasive, using high frequency shock waves to enhance male function, performance, and overall health. And for women, Femi Wave uses low intensity sound waves to restore sensation and natural lubrication. So could younger people use this if they are feeling like they can't lubricate as well? Like is it's is it for all ages in a way? I think it's better for vaginal atrophy. By the time you're in your mid-30s, maybe you've had a baby, maybe you've had some damage, you know, if you've had like um, episiotomies, things like that, then I think the Femi waves are very, very good for healing damage and stuff like that. But if you're young and you're not lubricating, it's mostly likely your diet. You're not eating enough leafy green vegetables, etc. You might need a nitric oxide booster. But if you're not lubricating under 35, it's probably due to arousal, trauma, bad diet, mm-hmm. poor health, things like that. But then as you age, you do lose your nitric oxide production and your estrogen begins to decline in, in perimenopause. And so using FemiWave in those cases is really, really good. If you're 20, you got to inspect. If you're 40, FemiWave is fantastic. And like you said, it's all about the root cause of it as well. But with OnlyFans and the pandemic happening, I think we all noticed a spike in the adult industry. Everyone is at home. People are feeling lonely, sad. They're wanting some human connection, uh, all sorts of things. So for me, it it spiked like crazy. I also have a sex toy company that spiked like crazy. My tobacco products, my bong shop, like everyone's at home smoking weed. And I also have a knife store and the, you know, the internet's like, no one's safe, like the world's ending. So everyone's buying knives. And I'm like, I think I did good. I got some pandemic proof companies. (laughs) And I don't want to laugh because there was a lot of businesses that failed during this time. But I think as the world changes, we all have to navigate and go into spaces that have more of a lifespan and and that we do feel safer being in. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm proud that the adult industry expanded. And, and with that, you know, more problems arose. I mean, OnlyFans got so big that these payment processors were like, oh, shit, this, uh, we don't know if this is good or not. And mm-hmm. then OnlyFans kind of uno reversed their decision because all the sex workers were like, what the fuck, man, you you built this on our backs. And you still don't if you go to their Twitter, they still don't promote sex workers. It's it's insane. So what was your experience? Like, when did you jump on OnlyFans? How was that navigating uh, the the wellness side of things? Or do you feel like the people that subscribe are, are more there to see that delicious kitty? Well, I can't blame them for wanting to see my pussy or my boobs or anything. Because one of the interesting things is that as a 61 year old woman, I still look really good because I exercise every day. And I love to be beautiful. And I love to take sensual pictures. And I, I love to pose, you know, I was a Barbizon model when I was 17 years old, back in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I went to Barbizon modeling school. So I have always loved looking as beautiful as I can. She's a natural. I don't know if I'm a natural. I do a, I do a lot to take care of myself. N- a natural with a lot of hard fucking work and sweat. 
and lunges and squats and booty shit. And, you know, like, oh my God, just the other day I was like, yeah, my pecs are feeling good. You know, you got to keep that stuff lifted, you know? Yeah. No, I, I love that you mentioned that as well. I think um, I, I get comments too, like God was having a good day when he made you and stuff. I'm like, I am eating so much green things. It's making me nauseous. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know you have to eat so many greens. You have to eat your veggies and your proteins. Yeah, the nutrition is very important. The quality nutrition is super important for keeping your body good. And recently, I've been going to a local longevity spa that we have here. I live in Mill Valley, California, which is a fabulous place. And I've been doing Vasper, Cryo, and Red Light Therapy beds. Mm. And that's been really making my skin nice. My skin took a beating from COVID. So, you know, it's a con- you're con- I'm constantly working on staying young, staying healthy, etc. It takes hours a day to keep what you have when you get in your 60s. But that also keeps me sharp active, hungry, and it keeps my testosterone up, which makes me gives me the balls to do my job. And you know, so all of it's worth it. I love it so much. And especially being the face of your brand, you know, I'm, I'm sure a percentage of those things are business expenses. So it's very exciting for new models when you are getting, you know, lingerie for photo shoots or certain treatments that directly correlate to your content. It's exciting as fuck to be the, the product, which is yourself. Like, I think it's super empowering. And you were mentioning you're six feet tall, like you have size 10 feet. And I've had friends, you know, I'm five feet tall. So if I was next to you, I would be scared. <laughs> we look so cute. You know, but they would say that they'd be like, Oh, I wish I was cute and tiny like you. And, and I'm just like, you have no idea how many people would pay for you to be their Amazonian woman. You know what I'm saying? Like there is such a niche for whatever makes you unique. And that's a big passion of mine for people kind of going deeper. Like what did people bully you for? Like, I bet you, you can make money off of that. Like, mm-hmm. let's turn those insecurities into compensation. So was that, what did that journey look like for you? Were you always just comfortable and confident with, with what you were working with or, or was it, you know, challenging to, to say, Oh, like, this is what I have. I I gotta, I gotta love it. Or what else is, you know, they don't have, I don't know. I guess they have foot surgery now if you want a smaller foot, but ouch. I don't know. Luckily I'm very proportional for my size. So I'm just you, you, if you saw a picture of me, you'd be like, yeah, she, she looks tall, but you wouldn't imagine how big I am unless you stood next to me either because it's proportional, which is lucky. But I have just come to love and appreciate myself more and more as I age. I had a lot less body confidence in my 20s and 30s and even 40s than I did in my 50s and 60s. So that's incredible. Like, I know. And, you're, and you're almost like, Thank God, you know, and it doesn't, it just doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm just, I'm so happy you got there. I, I think even when I talk to, to my mom who she's in the aesthetic space and, you know, she does injectables and all this stuff. And I feel like she's kind of at the point where she's still chasing the love for herself. So it's, it's hard to kind of watch that when your daughter is already so confident within herself. So it's a challenge for me because I know it's her journey. I can't like force her to love herself, but I'm just like, you look so good, mom. Yeah. Good for you, Anna D. That's so, that's, you're very kind. You are such a smart woman. I really appreciate it. I really admire you. 
yeah, stop. I really do. No, no, no. I'm not going to stop. You're just going to have to submit to my adoration. Yes, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, it's, I think, self-love. I mean, sexual wellness, like these books, these workbooks, I think there's definitely a correlation with the energy you put into it. But I think there's there's something about self-love that's one of the hardest, hardest journeys to get to. I could have a million people every day tell me what a goddess I am, but it can be that one comment when someone says, your nose looks so crooked. And I'm just like, oh, in sixth grade all over again. I just look at those people and uh, like uh, somebody just recently um, dissed some post I did and, and uh, I clicked just to look at his profile in it and it was all like automatic weapons. And I was like, um, <laughs> okay, Bridget, whatever. You're just a fucking asshole. And I'm not even going to comment on this. Like, No, projection is a real thing. Hurt people hurt people. Happy people don't hate on people. So when in, in this day, when you go on live on these platforms, it can be very triggering, especially as a sex worker, when you have people just commenting on your appearance. And I'm like, if they only knew, my appearance is the least interesting thing about me. Exactly. Like, there's a picture of me on Forbes on the wall over there, and they'd never fucking guess it. And if I told them, they wouldn't even fucking believe me. So why would I even try to defend myself. So I don't know. It's crazy. Um, let, me, let me get back on track here. Uh, self-worth is a core wound that can be worked through, just FYI. And it happens to a lot of us um, for, for many different reasons. So um, if, if you're having trouble loving yourself and you're listening to this, um, it is definitely worth working with someone who can help you just really go back to the time when you were born before that wound happened, not pre-birth, but you know, when the the day you were born, you didn't have that wound. That wound was set in somewhere and it can be released. And it's it's not that hard to work through it. And what's on the other side is just so much better. So I do encourage people to do that with professionals. Yes, I, I agree. And and understanding that's the first the first step, noticing those triggers in order to heal. So can but, I say one thing? Yeah, Dr. Sure. Susan Campbell mm -hmm. is to me the best person. Uh, she's written a number of books, Dr. Susan Campbell, um, on core wounds and triggers and how to recognize them and overcome them. So there you go. There's a tip to start. We'll put that in the link and uh, we'll link that in the description. So I think the most curious question I have about intimacy in the bedroom, mm -hmm. because it's all fun and dandy when you educate yourself and you fully understand, but you find yourself in the bedroom. And I feel like all that education somehow makes the sex a little unsexy because you're mm -hmm. kind of hyper-focused on oh, well, you aren't doing that right. Or we, we read about this. And, you know, then all of a sudden, like you were, you just want it to be natural so bad, but you're focused on all the things you're trying to understand and heal at the same time. So how can you communicate to your partner when you, when you are hungry for something and you want them to be receptive, you don't want to damage their ego. I feel like this tango is kind of going to be different for everyone, mm -hmm. but we all might feel that maybe a little uncomfortable or a, a little nervous, anxious, scared. And it just, all this energy is in the room. <laughs> like, what do we do? Yeah, there's two things there. The first one is that when you're learning new techniques, and sex is a learned skill, orgasms are a learned skill, you can have 20 kinds of orgasms, both the, the XX and XY chromosome body, the vulva and penis owner, no matter what your gender expression is, and that's a lovely thing that can change. Um, you can 
you can have incredible orgasmic experiences and you simply need to learn how to do them. So that's the thrust of my work is teaching people how to really enjoy and feel their pleasure and express their pleasure. So that's number one. Number two is that when you're learning new skills, because sex is a learned set of skills, Mm -hmm. um, you start out at conscious incompetence and you move to unconscious competence through practice. So just practicing. The second thing is that um, asking for what you want, a lot of people say, well, I don't know what I want. I just know what I'm getting isn't it. Or I'm afraid to hurt my partner's feelings by speaking up or the combination of those two things. So I created one of my other really successful books is Sexual Soulmates, The Six Essentials to Connected Sex. Um, This is a really nice little book that over helping, like I, my title is Intimacy Expert to Millions. And that's pretty fucking audacious to say millions, millions, really? Fucking yes. I have literally helped millions of people through my YouTube videos, my email newsletters, doing this for decades. And I've, because I'm not a therapist, people email me and they're like, here's my problem. What do I do? And I'm like, try this. And they try it and they let me know if it works or not. And over the years, I realized the six things that are like the fundamentals Mm -hmm. for having that kind of really heart connected, passionate type of lovemaking, which is kind of my brand. One of them is something called the Sexual Soulmate Pact, which is an agreement between lovers, whether that's two lovers, three lovers, four lovers, or more, that kind of frees you up to say what your body is asking you for in the moment, really tuning in, not to intuition, but more to proprioceptive and felt sense, mm-hmm. and give the give words to your body. Basically, talk for your pussy. Your pussy has different kinds of lips. I haven't taught my pussy to talk yet, but I am working on it because I'm getting it to do all kinds of rah, 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 things. Maybe someday my pussy will just tell my partners exactly what she wants, but for now, I have to use my mouth. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, I have a super l- high level of comfort in training my partners to love hearing what I want and making them hungry for the feedback rather than contract from the feedback. And rather than going into it now, just download Sexual Soulmate Pact, P-A-C-T.com. It's a free report and it'll tell you the steps to getting your partner to thank you for telling them what pussy wants today. Because pussy wants something different every every day. You are not in control. Pussy's in control. You might as well give her her head and make her happy. Because when pussy is happy, then mama is happy, then daddy is happy, and everybody's happy, and the world sings, and the birds tweet. Tweet. I love that because the and the it goes both ways. Like the guy gets a happy cock too. It's it's so mutually beneficial. Just finding where it fits in. (laughs) So what advice would you like to give to our entrepreneurs listening if their goal was to be a sex expert or an author or in a similar space as you? Do you feel like there's any challenges that really pulsate in your head that's like, man, if I started this all over, maybe I would have approached that a little differently or just something that would give someone the confidence to keep going? Yeah. And you're not going to like the answer. So when people call me and they're like, I want to be a sex expert like you, I say, don't do it. Bad idea. Fucking tough business. Can't get any traffic. You get shut down every place you go. Um, It's unbelievably horrible. And then you're basically just working through your own journey. And it would be a lot better if you don't try to make money off of it. You just work it 
as an avocation, your sexuality, not as a vocation, get a real fucking job, make some money, learn some skills, become an entrepreneur later, and um, don't be in the sex business. And later, it's going to bite you in the butt. And you're going to try to get all that shit off the internet and get a real job because it's going to fail because you don't have the technical chops to do it. And it's absolutely exhausting. And just, you know, so fucking difficult that I can't in good faith tell you to do it. That being said, there are some people who are like, shut up, you're not the boss of me. I'm going to do it anyway. It's my passion. And I'm like, all right, go ahead and do it. But I think it's super tough because I had a competitive advantage that most people don't have. My competitive advantage was that I came out of tech. I was I was literally one of the people that invented the internet. And I was in Silicon Valley at Web 1.0. We created it. I understood it. I came out of the semiconductor business. Like, I'm a geek. I'm a fucking geek. And so I'm super technical. And I combined my passion for passion with being super technical. My husband is a genius, like literally Mensa-level genius who can keep all the trains running on time. We hired a team in the Philippines, India, Turkey. Uh, We have distributed global employees and we use all kinds of tech to run our business. They've been with us for over a decade, most of them. We have an incredible team of people that keeps our business running. And we already had run multi-million dollar. I ran a hundred million dollar business before I started this. This is my second career that I started in my 40s. So I knew about management, teams, recruiting, just, you know, like everything. And it took all that. And we still lost our house and our all of our savings from all of our stock option upside and everything. And we just gutted it out because we were just so committed to it. But it continues to get more and more difficult. The advent of AI is going to change absolutely everything. And unless you are really, really good at understanding the really big picture of the market machinations, it's very likely that it's going to make it even harder, not easier. Although I love the AI stuff that you've been doing, like the fact that you've been even talking about AI. I'm like bowed down to the motherfucking I goddess. Try, I try. You did great with that AI episode. I'm like, girl, I love you even more because you are staying on it. You are really staying on it. But not everybody has a technical acumen. Hardly anybody has a technical acumen. And that's what it takes to be in this business. Unless you're just, you know, a straight up sex worker, and you're just seeing clients on a daily basis. But that's not a scalable business. I don't recommend that either. Because you can't scale that shit. Holy you only shit. have one pussy and one hour. You know, it's just like not really a business. It's, it's, a, it's like a kind of slave job. I like the computers to do the work for me. I like leverage. I like to create. I like video. I like infrastructure. I like systems. I like standard operating procedures. I like a team with the SOPs doing Mm -hmm. the work for me. I write this stuff. I create this stuff. And then I hand it off to groups of people, video editors, my agency head. I've got, you know, like a, a content management team. So... It's just, and, and I work my ass off. And so it's, it's really, 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 really hard. And my business model currently is email marketing because social media, I, I can't risk my business on social media. Social media is just a little tiny plus up, nice thing to have that I maybe get some traffic from. I can't rely on it because I could be shut down anytime. The reason that I decided to go for OnlyFans 
is that they actually, and they don't even, they tried to get rid of us too. But then they were like, fuck, this is our business. All right, we're going to embrace it. So they actually won't shut us down right now till they try to go public again and fuck us over. So you're always on the, what we call the (laughs) red cunt hair's edge of getting shut down everywhere unless you control everything. We run our own email servers. We We don't buy any software as service. We don't use any SaaS because those companies are like, oh, we don't like you. Bye-bye. Boop. And then your business, we have all our own in-house homegrown tech stack. Like who's doing that? Who's doing that? It is hard. I mean, I told, I told my friend yesterday, you know, I'm like, I I need you to be promoting on Reddit. You're mad at TikTok. You're mad at Instagram. You want your OnlyFans to grow. This is all free. I was like, what if I told you in two months, every social media platform you'd have to pay to be on? Would you like, would that put the fire under you? Because that is possible to happen. You already have uh, Twitter and Meta having the subscription and those people who buy it, their posts get boosted up more. So we're already just kind of preemptively getting into that. I mean, we had the net neutrality thing where people thought we'd have to be paying for different platforms. So I think people, especially uh, influencers, they really do not appreciate the free marketing that we have. And when I started on Instagram, when Instagram was just began, I mean, I don't know, was this 12, 13 years ago, somewhere mm-hmm. around that. But there was no algorithm. And my first brand gained 100,000 followers within six months just because I was posting three times a day and I was always at the top of people's feeds. We don't have that mm-hmm. luxury anymore. So if there's a new social platform, I'm like, get in the algor- algorithm yeah. right now. You have yeah, TikTok. Greenfield opportunities. Always stake your names and claims in every new tech. Like last year, TikTok didn't have ads on it. And now now everything's sponsored on there, you know, and it, it's it's crazy. So I think I'm that's- I'm not on TikTok. I think it's going to get shut down and I always thought it would. I didn't bother investing in it. Well, TikTok's one of the platforms that when my posts go viral, my book sales go up. So yeah, I mean, I, use it while you can. Right. You're young. You've got more energy than I do. I don't want to work all day every day. I well, just I just don't. I'm tired of it. Are you, you know? a I, supporter of Gary V at all? Are you Yeah, I like Gary V. He uh he really has helped me learn how to, to put less energy into those posts. He's like, if you're a real estate agent, if you show pictures of a house, no one's gonna like it. But if you put it on a green screen and you sit in there and you're like, look at this fucking kitchen. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? He's like, people are gonna engage. So mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed his his marketing tactics. He's like, look, YouTube uh, shorts are a thing. Facebook is doing reels now. He's like, do it now. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, daddy. <laughs> yeah, the problem for me is if I do YouTube shorts, I mean, my YouTube could be shut down anytime because they can't monetize it because it's about sexuality. So I duplicated my all my YouTube videos. And when I do a video, I, I don't even post on YouTube anymore. Now I post on betterlover.com, which is mm-hmm. my own website, my own domain that no one can shut can down. Shut down. Yeah. Well, I will say I actually posted my podcast on YouTube yesterday, every single episode. And I was like, oh my God, I, again, I might get flagged and shut down. So I think if you do age verify or something, say it's 18 and up only, it probably can't be monetized. There's there's a little bit of loopholes, but it just it takes time to figure out, and it's it's super high risk. So it is. Whew. Just assume that it'll be shut down at any second. Never rely on it. 
for your business. No. And these 1% OnlyFans models who gain their followers through their viral TikToks, because they'll be on there bouncing their titties, they'll get 100 fans, then the account gets shut down. But Midwest Emma, who I interviewed, she says she's made over 100 TikTok accounts. She has purchased over 100 iPhones to have new uh, VPNs and IP addresses. And she makes six figures every single month because she doesn't fucking give up and give excuses. So I think back to what you said. I don't want to do that. But if you think about it, you hire the team (laughs) and you say, hey, we got a new TikTok. Go to the Google Drive and start uploading all my the TikToks that previously went viral and you know, if you could hire people to kind of do that work with the content you already have, because again, with sex work, what marketing avenues do you have? I mean, Twitter is somewhat reliable, but there's so many people there. I've been super infatuated with Reddit lately, but again, like cr- difficult to find where you fit in there. And then you have TikTok, which is a clusterfuck. So email marketing, like you mentioned, uh, I, I don't know if there's anyone listening that has the capacity to build software to do their businesses. But that's where, you know, you get ahead in the game. The strong survive. So let's plug what you got going on. Tell the sluts everywhere we can find you, everywhere we can stalk you and love you and tip you and appreciate you. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, well, my core domain is personallifemedia.com. That is where I have published thousands and thousands of articles. Basically, all roads lead to wherever you want to go because it's searchable content. So if you actually just want to like learn about sex shit, personal mm-hmm. Life Media and betterlover.com is hundreds and hundreds of my videos, like how to give a great yoni massage, how to have passionate lovemaking, you know, all of those kinds of things are there. And then I have a YouTube channel, but like I said, I'm constantly worried it'll get shut down. I have an Instagram, it's my name at Susan Bratton. And I mostly just post pretty pictures of myself and some stories. And it's kind of like more like, who is this Susan Bratton glamazon entrepreneur? You know, it's like that. And then I have my OnlyFans at Susan Bratton, but I'm launching my membership site right now. I just am launching. um, I decided to do an awards program for vibrators that are quiet, quiet vibe awards. I'm a hypersensitive person, which I think is why I'm so good at like feeling into my body and explaining things to people sexually. And I just really don't like noisy toys, noisy, shitty toys. And so I did a quiet vibes award. I'm launching that. And one of the things that I'm doing to launch my VIP membership, which is at Steamy Sex Ed. Um, that's my OnlyFans for my my VIP membership. I'm launching um, a series of videos where I talk about the vibrator, different ways to use it and use it on myself and tell you my experience. And so I'm trying that kind of thing. It's kind of like my OnlyFans is partly beauty imagery and partly sexy sex ed where I can like show you what it looks like when I use a vulva pump on my yoni and show you what how I would use a vibrator to awaken your neural pathways to come more pleasurably and more intensely. So I get to use my body as a demonstrating device, which I really, really like to do as well. Um, But I need some help with my OnlyFans. I don't understand how to, I want to, I want to grow my OnlyFans without do it taking all fucking day every day. I need some help with how do you scale? How do you partner with other people? I'm willing to pay to have people promote me, but they have to be people who kind of 
are like me, like Milfi, you know, I mean, I think I have to find people who are kind of my type that if their followers saw me, they would be like, oh yeah, I like that. I like her. I like that type. I'm looking for those kinds of partners who I can pay to promote me. I'm learning about how OnlyFans promotions work. I want to hire someone who can just handle that for me and be like, yeah, you'd be a good partner. Okay, here's some money. I'm tracking how many new fans I get. I'm tracking how many upsell to my VIP. I need someone who's good at analytics mm-hmm. and promotion and doing deals to run that for me. That's I. Th- think what I need. What do you think? So I feel like that that could be a whole episode and the management companies are dangerous waters because you're giving them a lot of room to fuck up what you've built. Uh, I, I trusted a management company. I think I did it for three months. And these are all companies that do, are doing like 60-40 splits. They're taking- I want an employee. It's insane. Exactly. So sometimes you can get a management agency, agency in there and then you can kind of learn from what they're they're doing and some techniques. Um, and it's every every model has different ways of our, of how they're scheduling messages, their mass messages. There's It's a huge discrepancy between what you're posting on your free page and your paid page and just how it all, all correlates behind the scenes and do you follow back everyone that follows you and do you check in with someone after they make a purchase from you so all these different flow charts that are happening are are crucial but as far as the marketing goes i think a simple thing to do is you can google top milfs on OnlyFans, and right there you find your top 10 that you're like okay i I can see people who follow her liking me. And then you just do some direct reach outs. What are your rates? What are your rates for Twitter, for Instagram, for um, right here on OnlyFans? So you can do that. I'm so happy with what I've been learning on Reddit. Reddit to me kind of feels like a MySpace style site because it's easier to navigate on desktop. There's a lot of HTML involved. So if you know how to turn your videos into GIFs and if if you know how to get into these subreddits by following their more critical rules, all of a sudden you are like a big fish in a small pond. And these subreddits are niche markets. Like you can literally advertise for free to the audience of choice. So you go in there, you just type MILF on Reddit or, you know, uh, big feet, like these topics that are pretty um, well-rounded. And you find these communities of people and they'll have like 100,000 members and 700 are online and you can post something and directly contact these people. I mean, it's direct marketing, but I have found so, this is the first time in my two, three years on OnlyFans that I'm getting consistent scaling of new followers just by directly marketing to my niche audiences. So then I'm thinking you go in those subreddits, you find the girls who um, have the most engaged posts on there, and then you directly reach out to them. How much are your shout out rates, etc. Um, so those are just a few things you could do the same thing on on Twitter. But you'd kind of just have to test the waters to see what works and what doesn't work like always. But I'm always super hesitant when it comes to management companies. And I think this allows a space for a management company to come in. I mean, it's a desired need. So why isn't there like a company that's really doing this well? I, I, I mean, the people who came into my account, I could tell they had a bunch of like foreign people messaging my followers. There was broken English. There was I, I lost a lot of followers because of that mistake. So I think the, subscri- the subscribers can tell they want to pay because they want to talk to you. So if you can find a clone of yourself, if you can build 
an employee to, um, I mean, you could have a spreadsheet of responses, exactly the punctuation you talk, all these things. Someone that has your direct phone number to contact you at all times. Hey, this person wants a custom. Hey, how much for this? Like it's, you might as well have a walkie talkie on your side because it's so much. So those are just a few things that come to mind, but I, I'm very curious what's going to happen with management companies because there's a lot of one percenters using them. Some are working, some are not, but these girls are gatekeeping. And that's why we have this show because we all deserve to succeed. And in the OnlyFans space, there's room for everyone to succeed. I really believe. I do too. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's actually a pretty good greenfield opportunity only fans a lot of fucking work there needs to be automation. And one of the things that I'm looking at is how do I take my knowledge base of all the work I've done my videos, my audios, my ebooks, I've written 44 books and programs, how do I take all of that feed it into chat GPT create my own 3d video avatar that you can just ask questions to and I will tell you the answers so that Susan can just go lie on the red light bed and do my cryotherapy and my Vasper and get my pussy eaten. If the metaverse took off, that was exactly someone approached me to do. They wanted a slutrepreneur metaverse. You could go into the strip club. You could bec- you could pick a stripper skin and become your own stripper for the night. And then you could go upstairs and pay to talk to me. And again, it would have all that knowledge to be able to regurgitate. And I think it's an incredible idea. That's and I, it's, it's interesting. I don't think everyone wants to wear those headsets right now. But once something is a little uh, just of ease to use, that's exactly where we're headed. And hopefully it's humans that are able to uh, be compensated for that instead of just robots <laughs> and AI. Yeah, because one of the things that happens when you've done this long enough is that you get the same 20 questions mm-hmm. over and over. And so what I did was I wrote ebooks or created videos with the answers. And so now I'm just like, oh, yeah, here, read this, watch this, it has all the answers. Hit me back if there's something that I didn't cover that you want to ask me. And that has been much faster. Yes. One, one last thing I'll say about the OnlyFans. Yeah. You can pin posts on your profile. And now they have saved stories, kind of like Instagram. So when you do get new subscribers, you can have that welcome video that's like, here's what I offer. Here's um, a few resources if you have this said question. Um, but as far as like a pinned post and the pinned stories, could have the stories categorized by genre of questions. So it's all available at the top. A lot of models have their menu pinned. And I think right now I have kind of a screenshot of tons of of most purchased videos like, hey, if you're interested in any of these, it just gives that new user like, hey, here's it all up front. It's accessible. Um, Or message me if you don't see something here. And then you can easily add it there. But it's definitely, uh, I think, the, the strong survive. I, I always say if you're relentlessly motivated and hungry to succeed and failure is just not a fucking option, yep. and you don't give excuses and you are humble when you need to be and you hold yourself accountable when you make a mistake, then there's a good chance you'll 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 thrive and survive but if you run into a roadblock you have to figure it out and use the internet it's free like google is my daddy it taught me how to build a website and that all exploded into the fuckery i'm in today so (laughs) (laughs) yay for fuckery But I appreciate you taking your time to talk to us today and giving us a peek inside your pleasure chest. And I'm wishing you all the orgasms and success in your life. 
It's the end of the show, so time to plug myself and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTube, mentorships, ebook series, and everything else is linked in the description of this episode, as always. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a slutpreneur has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. Connect with your fellow girl gang in the Sletchpreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. That's cehose.com. You can also just search Professional Goddesses in the Facebook search bar and it should come right up. Plus, we have a Discord chat, which is our triple X chat to help our fellow sluts out. You can get this link through the Facebook group or just shoot me an email. We'll get you in there. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, Follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue with two Ks and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Now, all you have to do is put in OnlyFans.com backslash my username. I also offer shout outs, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com or just private message me on OnlyFans. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. Go make that money, honey. I'll see you queens next Wednesday. Bye.